Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Glad to have you back on the Money Night Podcast alongside Wade Chessman, who is president and wealth advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Also a certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor. I am Ben George. Today we're talking about birthdays, Wade. I know maybe you don't celebrate our birthdays as much as we get older, right? Mm -hmm. We probably don't think about that number next to our age uh, as much as we did when we were younger. But when it comes to retirement planning, there are some key birthdays you got to pay attention to. Sure. So we're going to talk about that today. We got a, a list of birthdays, and some of these you're probably going to be aware of. And say, so, oh yeah, I knew that already. But I think there's going to be some information in here that maybe you weren't aware of, or it's not as, as common of knowledge. And so there are some planning opportunities that you don't want to miss out on, and you want to be prepared for when they arrive. So we're going to take you through these ages today. Wait, what do you do for your birthday now when it rolls around? Oh, what do I do for my birthday? I still like that fun, you know. I got really <laughs> gypped on my 50th birthday because it was during COVID. I wanted mm-hmm. to have a big party and everything. Still had a great time, but I don't know. It's not as exciting as it once was, of course, but I like to have fun and celebrate. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I like to have a nice dinner, see a few friends, maybe go out for a little bit, but it's definitely not the same as it was back when uh, we were in school. So no. things change, things change. That's but right. We're going to take you through some birthdays. Again, we'll have a Kingdom Minute as well a little bit later in the Monday Night Podcast, so stay tuned for that. And again, you'll find everything we do online at chessmanwealth.com. All right, let's take you through some ages here. I know people often think, hey, 60s is kind of when retirement ramps up, but starting at age 50, there's a pretty big planning opportunity. Oh, for sure. And that has to do with the fact that that's when you're eligible for many of the catch-up provisions in your various plans. If you're, you know, we've we've talked about the health savings account, and a lot of people forget about that one. When you turn 50, you're eligible to put more in IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401ks, 403bs. There's many different retirement-oriented vehicles that when you turn 50, you have an opportunity to be able to put more in or do some catch-up provision. So uh, sometimes it's overlooked. You know, but it's, if you're going to turn 50 December 31st, um, many of these will let you do the catch up even for the entire year. So the year you turn 50 is a good year to look at all your retirement plans, health savings accounts, other vehicles, and see what kind of extra opportunity that you have maybe to put some more uh, funds away. So it's that's a really important date for lots of different investments. Yeah, I think it's a good t- time too. I mean, even if you have been a good saver, we call it a catch up because it's a chance to right. catch up if you made a lost ground. But still, even if you are in good, a good spot, having this extra money uh, to be able to stock away can really increase your, uh, your chances of a successful retirement. Right. I mean, it was designed for people when they're kind of in the higher income phase of their life to be able to put more money away. But even if you've done a good job in the past, yeah, it just gives you the opportunity to do that much more. Yeah. And in some cases, it's pretty significant. So uh, especially on a 401k, it really makes a difference on how much you can put in. So certainly um, something to look at. All right. So that's age 50. Keep in mind, you can start putting a little bit more money into those uh, retirement accounts. All right. Age 55. This is a, a good one, too. This one was one of the ones I think on our list that a lot of people just might not be aware of. Yeah, it's not. We don't use it very often. But if you leave your job after turning 55, and you have a 401k and you leave your money in the 401k, you can 
take money from your 401k early without penalties. Now you still have to be, you're still taxed on it. You're just not hit with that additional uh, 10% penalty. And there's some exceptions and things you need to know. It's not something you want to do just willy nilly. You want to get some real good advice, but just know, Hey, if you're forced to retire early or you're ready to retire early and you're like, well, I've got all this money and pre-tax qualified accounts and I can't get to it. There are some ways to get to it. I think that's all you really need to know. And then once you get there, um, you should be in good shape. It's also one of those things to remind you just because that option's there doesn't necessarily mean you need to take advantage of it. So again, with everything we talk about, you want to have a strategy in place with your advisor that you can work through with him or her and get that all worked out before yeah, you make it. Yeah. The key is just know it's there. Yep. Don't try to understand all the details. Let's just talk about it. Yep. All right. 59 and a half. Now this is one I think more people are aware of, but now we're talking yeah. about being able to avoid that penalty altogether. Right. I think pretty much most people are familiar with 59 and a half. It's, a, it's an opportunity to take money out, different plans and avoid penalty. I think most of the plans are 59 and a half. So I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, it is. And, and I guess this is important too. If you're you know, trying for an early retirement, a lot of these ages or kind of went to earmark, hey, this is when I can start you know, having a, more options for income. And then as we move forward into our 60s and get to our next, next age, 62, again, talking income, that's when Social Security can first be claimed, correct? Right. There's other rules behind that. But yes, the eligible start taking Social Security now. For the most people, I don't recommend, I can't remember the last time I recommended someone actually taking, recommended that they take Social Security at 62. But yeah, that technically is the first time you could be eligible to take. There may be reasons that you'd want to if you've got health issues or no other source of income, things like that. But yes, that is the earliest you can do it. But I typically do not, rec- we typically don't recommend it. But it's good, still good to know that you could. Yeah, that's definitely one you want to have a strategy for. I think a lot of people just assume, hey, I'm eligible. Let's go ahead and start claiming that and take that money because you know I can start getting paid as soon as possible. And I know a lot of people worry that, Social Security might be running out of money, so you want yeah. to get those benefits as soon as possible. But as you point out, that might not be your best way to maximize the benefit. Yes, exactly. And again, there's, there might be reasons that you would do it. You know, if you're, for example, if you're a widow, you know, it might be it might be smart to take your benefits at early and turn on your spousal benefit later. There's some so there's some advanced ideas out there, but. It's a good number to be aware of. I think that's the key with all these. Just be aware that these numbers are there and so that you're not left you know, caught off guard and then you can do some additional research to determine, hey, what's the best thing for you? All right. So that's 62. Another big one here, 65 is Medicare. And again, if you are looking to retire before 65, this is that age you need to uh, start planning for because healthcare costs are so expensive. But this is when you actually have a chance to turn this on. Right. Big, important number. You want to be aware of it, start planning, you know, in advance of it. You don't want to just turn 65 and then all of a sudden figure, oh, I need to sign up for Medicare or get my Medicare supplement plan. This is definitely something you want to be thinking about in advance. You know, and not everybody has to do anything about it. If you're still employed with a large employer and you get your health insurance through there, then you may not have to do anything because your primary insurance would still be covered through your, your job. But it's certainly important when you get be that age, start close to that age, start doing planning and making sure you got all your ducks in a row. 
All right, so that's 65. What about 66 or 67? This is the full retirement age for Social Security, correct? Yeah. So, you know, we talked about you could take Social Security at 62, but for most people, we recommend waiting to your full retirement age. Depending on when you were born, you know, the younger you are, the older your full retirement age is. That's one of the things that, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, Social Security is in big trouble. One of the ways that they could, there's a lot of things they could do that would be not easy fixes, but would really help the program. And one thing they could do is keep pushing out that full retirement age. Everything's based on that full retirement age as far as your, what we call your um, full retirement benefit, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just another important number to be aware of. Whether you decide to take Social Security at that time is a whole nother story, but at least you know, hey, that's the time when you can get the most benefit. Okay, 66. Not the most benefit. That's the time when you can get the full benefit without taking a reduction. But again, it might make sense to wait even longer. Yeah, you can get maybe a larger benefit waiting longer. Okay. Right. Into our 70s way, let's let's begin with 70 and a half. What happens here? Well, it used to be a big number for required minimum distributions, but now that number has been moved to 72, which we'll talk about next. But the number that's still important for 70 and a half is – the ability to do qualified charitable distributions. So qualified charitable distributions is an opportunity for you to give money to your favorite charity directly from your IRA. And we've talked about this in the past. You might go, well, why would I want to do that? Well, the way the tax code is written right now is a lot of people don't have the ability to itemize. Their standard deduction is so high that any gifts they do directly to their favorite charity, they really don't get a deduction. They don't get any tax benefits. But instead, if they take the money out of their IRA and do it directly to the charity, then that distribution is not taxable. So it's a way, you know, kind of a backdoor way of making that contribution deductible. In addition, it reduces the amount of future required minimum distributions as well. So 70 and a half is a really important number for that qualified charitable distribution. A lot of people think, oh, well, that is, I can't do that because now it's 72. For some reason, they left required minimum distributions at 72 but they left QCDs at 70 and a half. Don't ask me why. Yeah. I don't know why the half. That's all, you know, who knows? <laughs> I do. I do love the half, the half birthday. And, th- and that's literally six months past your birth date, right? That's a literal 70 and a yeah. half. half yeah, exactly right. Okay. Uh, 72. So, so let me, let me go, go back to that. So if you're turning 70 and a half this year, I talked to a gentleman the other day. He's turning 70 and a half this year. My suggestion was, hey, wait, don't do any more charitable giving Wait till you turn 70 and a half and then start doing all your charitable giving, in his case, out of his IRA. It made a lot of sense. So the year you turn 70 and a half is a good, a good year to reevaluate how you're doing your charitable giving. All right. Uh, we'll wrap it up with age 72. You mentioned the RMDs here. but Yeah, I already stole your thunder. Yeah, this is uh, kind of the final age on our list, but this is when you have to start taking them. And, on, and this could even change too, right? I mean, anything could change. I mean, yeah. the government's talked about changing that again, but- it used to be 70 and a half, now it's 72. There's some planning opportunities around that. Yes, it's important to understand that once you turn 72, you got to start taking those RMDs. And if you don't take them, there's a huge penalty for not doing so. Uh, so certainly a number to be aware of. Yeah, you know, that penalty is significant too, right? Yeah, it's like 50% of the money that you should have taken out. <laughs> now, there, you know, people make mistakes. Yeah. And actually the IRS is pretty forgiving as long as you fix it quickly. And report it properly. I mean, you don't want to do that, but I'm just yeah. telling you, they it's not the end of the world if it accidentally happens because they understand that there's a lot of moving parts. 
Yeah. But don't put yourself in that position if you can, no. if you can help it. Yeah. No. Um, all right. Well, we'll close out. Those are the, some of the key ages. And again, these are all kind of planning opportunities. Doesn't mean you have to take action at each of these ages, but conversations should be had with your advisor around these ages and before you get to them to make sure you don't need to make any adjustments or see what op- options are available for you. But yeah. I guess the, the key kind of wrapping this conversation up, Wade, is that you know, no matter what, the most important age right now is is, your, is is whatever you are currently. Your next birthday is the most important. If you haven't started planning, take those steps, take action now because it's never too late to do so. Right. You know, we've heard this old, I think it's a Chinese adage, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is right now. Mm-hmm. Same thing with your planning. It's never too late. All right. So those are the most important birthdays. Again, if you have questions, you can always find us online, chessmanwealth.com, or you can call Wade and his team at Chess and Wealth at 214-572-2120. Now it's time for this week's Kingdom Minute, a biblical perspective on money and finances. So in this week's Kingdom Minute, I'm going to continue the vein from last time. You know, we talked about, hey, what does it mean to be a steward? Uh, why is that important? Then, we, then last time I talked about the success and wealth and where that comes from. And we determine the Bible says that our success and our wealth comes partly from our own efforts, you know, the using the gifts that God has given us. But in the end, it all boils down to God. God is responsible for that. And so a couple other things that that same vein, I guess, if you will, we talked about, hey, God is also responsible for any accomplishments that we may have. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. That's Isaiah 26, 12. So again, we think, oh, well, look at me. I'm so great. Look at all the things I've done. In the end, God is the one that gives us those accomplishments. And he also gives us our skills. You know, a lot of us think, wow, I've got all these great skills that I have. And again, you have to take what God has given you and use them. But it says every skillful person in whom the Lord has put skills and understanding to know and how to perform all the work. That's from Exodus 30. Six one. So God has given us all unique skills. People have a wide variety of abilities, manual skills, intellectual capacities, giftedness. And doesn't mean that one person is necessarily better than the other, which is kind of all been given different abilities. So, you know, I think that the story of God's role in creating an individual individual's wealth stands in big contrast to the assumptions, you know, of our culture. Most people believe that they alone are responsible for their job skills, success, promotions, and wealth creation. But God's word tells us differently. So success and wealth come from the Lord, and it's important to understand it. And it helps to have a better perspective, I think, on when things go well, when things don't. It helps us understand that, hey, God truly owns it all, and he's the one that gives us our skills and abilities. And it helps us stay a little more humble when when things are going great and we think we got it all together. So... That's this week's Kingdom Minute. Looking forward to next week. Thank you, Wade, as always, for that. And we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Money Night Podcast. We have these Kingdom Minutes every week. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the show. We'd appreciate that. Also, you can leave us a review and get in touch with Wade if you have questions. If you want to discuss anything further, want to get your plan started, whatever it is, you can find them online, chessmanwealth.com. While you're there, you can find any of our past podcasts, plus a lot of other resources. I'm telling you, no matter where you are in retirement planning or in your career or life, you'll find some valuable resources there and tools to help you towards your financial future. All right, Wade, thanks for your time as always today, and we'll catch up soon. Sounds great.
The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.